strange days to be a Chicago Cub fan. It seemed like it was just yesterday they won the World Series, were a regular in the playoffs. Now, everyone needs a hello, my name is sticker, so you know who anyone is. Chicago Cubs remain one of the richest teams in baseball, and this offseason, they're showing maybe they're ready to flex and bring some more names in. I'm bringing in two names, Sam Olber and Matt Cozy of Locked On Cubs. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all Major League Baseball, and we do it all year long. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, there's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over the last decade, and for this is now my fifth year as a host here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow our show at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to us on the YouTubes. And please help us get to our goal of 1 billion subscribers. We're several hundred million off. So let's get that rolling. And be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is indeed your team every day. By the way, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And I'll tell you what I'm going to get started doing. I'm going to get started talking big-time Cubs talk. Did that sentence make sense? I'm not 100% sure. Ladies and gentlemen, my great pleasure to bring in the host of the Locked On Cubs podcast. There's Sam Olber. If you don't believe me, there he is. Sam, how you doing? How are you doing, Sully? It's nice to uh, be on the show and to actually meet you via person online. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is too big a show for just one Locked On Cubs host. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Matt Cozy of yeah. Locked On Cubs. How you doing, man? Very good. Yeah, excited to be on and uh, have to give you credit. I don't know if I could could host on my own, so I, I try to pass Sam the ball, and uh, we're, we're happy well, there, to be with you. Well, there are some people who agree with you that I can't host on my own, but what are you going to do? <laughs> you can't win over everybody. I just like to yap. That's part of the deal. Is the origin of me doing when I did the Sully Baseball Daily podcast, where I did 365 podcasts a year, unless it was a leap year, and I did another one. Uh, that all stemmed from the fact that I would talk out loud to myself about baseball while I was driving around. I said I should record some of this. Some of this ain't bad. So I'm I'm just going to be talking, even when you and I leave and I hit end recording and this goes up. I'm still going to be there. I'm going to pick up, you know, uh, I'll I'll find a teddy bear or something like that. I'd say, hey Barry, let me tell you something. <laughs> I really, really think the Red Sox wet the bed with this Trevor Story situation. So I'm just going to keep talking. 
So, uh, but hey, hey, um, this is your first time here on Lockdown MLB. Why don't you, for some of the people who have been floating down the River Sully for the last decade or so, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your Cub fandom? Yeah, we're uh, we're happy to be a part of the Lockdown Network. We we took over the Cub show on on July fifth. It's been a, a great ride so far. Um, I was born into my Cubs fandom, definitely a, a family thing, a, a few different generations. And um, it's just really snowballed from there. A lot of good memories, uh, about 40 miles away here from Wrigley. I'm um, just going down during the summers and following the team in the offseason and um, doing newsletters in middle school about the Cubs and, and, and putting shows on CDs with friends. Um, it's, it's been a, a good run. What about you, Sam? Yeah, uh, born into it like Matt, a lot crazier than Matt, a lot more sadistic when it comes to my uh, uh, Cub fandom. I'm obsessed with it. Hundred, I I would say like my over-under live live games I'll watch this year, nine innings, I'd put it like 158 and a half. I I really don't miss games much. I I live and breathe it. Uh, Game 7, 2016 was actually on my, my 23rd birthday. Wow. Uh, so that was a special moment. And yeah, just, just kind of obsessed with it all, but also, you know, love baseball too. So it's fun to be on and, and talk everything. Do you both live in Illinois or in the greater Chicago area? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if you caught the show I did that I posted on Friday where I wander around uh, guaranteed rate field and I go through the, basically yeah. all the times the White Sox almost moved. Right. And that always, they always left the new franchise in their wake of their decision to stay right there. But um, yeah, I've been to Wrigley. I went to Wrigley in 1991 with my dad. Uh, I was, a. Uh, I just finished my freshman year of college to give you an idea of how much older I am than you. Uh, I actually saw a Cubs playoff game at Candlestick Park in 1989. Uh, mm. I didn't want to tell you, but I was rooting for the Giants because I was in the <laughs> Bay Area. But uh, that was a Cubs team that had Greg Maddox, and Ryan Sandberg and mm-hmm. Andre Dawson and Rick Sutcliffe. There's a lot of classic yeah. Cubs that were in, and some were holdovers from the 1984 season. So, um, yeah, I mean, look at, I'm not a Cub fan. I make no bones about that, but I don't dislike the Cub. No one says, man, I hate those Cubs unless you're from St. Louis um, or, you know, the South side of Chicago, but, uh, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, Wrigley field, when I was there before a lot of the renovations they've done, it was a magical place. Um, mm-hmm. it was, I saw Dale Murphy Homer there in the game I saw. So yeah, well, look at, and by the way, if there's anything that is a, uh, is telling about the Cubs, even locked on Cubs went through a rebuilding where they traded one podcaster and they got two back and two younger <laughs> ones back in return. Yes. So um, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a quick rebuild that we've done for locked yeah. on Cubs. Yeah. Got to bring the yeah, got to bring in the uh, we traded Sean Sears for Sam and Matt, and we uh, looks like looks like we got the better end of the deal there. So hey, welcome aboard. Um, so you you were twenty three, yes, Sam. You were twenty three when the you know, the Cubs won. I remember yes. I had said several years before in on the on the Sully Baseball podcast that if the Cubs ever played Cleveland in the World Series, it would go seven games. Game seven would go into extra innings, and then the earth would open up. 
<laughs> um, and I'm watching it and I'm seeing it downpour. It's like, oh my God, was I was I right? Was yeah. I right? But yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, do you know where I watched that game? No. Cleveland. I watched that game in a hospital room in Palo Alto. My father had just had surgery and I was sitting next to my dad in the recovery room watching on a little TV in a hospital room with those little curtains that get pulled yeah, in between yeah. the people there. And uh yeah, that was uh and that was an interesting place to watch one of the classic games in the history of baseball. Classic. Uh, Matt, where where were you watching it? I was watching it at my parents' house in the northwest suburbs here of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um and we we mostly had the radio feed. We tried to sync it up with the the Fox Never TV works. feed and worked. um so we worked. almost went the whole distance with the radio with uh, Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. So that was a, a really nice memory. All right. I have a question to ask you. It's the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Aroldis Chapman does what he does, which is blow leads. <laughs> one swing of the bat for Cleveland could have won the World Series. And this would have gone from one of the greatest nights in your life to, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the it'll greatest, never end. The greatest okay. night of my life. I mean, as a Boston fan, I lived through the 86 World Series right. and the 2003 playoffs. And when right. 2003 and the Aaron Boone home run, I remember sitting going, like, oh, my God, it's happening again. Sure. And the look on Cub fans' faces when Rajay Davis hit the home run was, oh, no, it's happening again. Right. Now, yeah. one of these days I'm going to write down the most – uh, the greatest foul balls of the history of baseball. There have been a Kipnis. couple of foul balls. When Kipnis yeah. hit that ball, yeah. did you think, and here it is? Well, yeah, so it's funny. It's it's cool that you're a Boston guy or Boston fan because I always thought when those two teams finally won one, so Boston 04, Cubs 16, that it was going to be something crazy. Obviously, Boston was 3-0 down to the Yankees. That doesn't – that, that's the craziest. Yeah, that's. The I was craziest. at game, I was at the bloody sock. A Rod slapping the ball. Yeah, I mean that. Like that. Like as a neutral, you know, I was obviously I was like eleven years old. But like historically, now that I have appreciation for it, that's probably the greatest like baseball team moment ever. But for the Cubs, I always knew it was going to be something crazy. So so I thought three one down would be enough. But then when there was that extra roller coaster with the Rajay Davis homer, yeah. I, I was when I saw the Kipnis ball, I didn't freak out as many as many people did or said they did, but I think I was in a mode where I was just like, this can't happen tonight. It's just not. Like it just this is it tonight. Like it had that feel. It had that feel all day. And I was like, like when, when Davis hit the homer, I was devastated, but I still I never really thought, like to answer your question, that moment was coming. So no, I I didn't think it was gone. I just always thought we were gonna find a way to win that night because it, I, I don't think I'd be here if we didn't. Right. What about you? What about you, Matt? Well, I still remember the the delay pretty vividly, and just uh, doing laps around, you know, the lower level of my house, or going up and down the stairs, or going up and down the the basement stairs, and uh, texting with several people during the delay. Um, just really angst filled because I was shuddering when Rajay Davis hit that home run, and you know the 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 fact is is that they had a a healthy size lead at multiple stages in the game and they did give up the lead. And so anything could happen at that point for, for that delay to happen and the skies to open. 
um, definitely provided a, a very unique pause in the in the timeline. And of course, we've learned later that you know different things happened in the Cubs clubhouse during that. And uh, I also feel like the restart snuck up on, on us because I, yeah. I missed the Schwarber hit to lead oh, off the top of the tenth. That's on you. Um, and uh, you know, we we went from there. But the, but the viewing experience was was really wild and. Um, you know, I remember for, for many months and now years later, just being thankful that that happened because, you know, you kind of play that what if game and it's not very fun to play. I, way, sorry, I just cut to you off real quick. Yeah. Real yeah. quick. I, I didn't. So my, my mom, I was at my mom. She did like a whole thing for my birthday and got like a bunch of my favorite food. Didn't, did not eat one thing for four straight hours. Well, that's called intermittent fasting, but um, no, it's called the, nerve. Uh, uh, I I still have a little myth that we like. Look, at the Red Sox could very well play the Cubs sometime in the World Series, yeah. but 03, which I, you may have been too young to appreciate. No, but no. the 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 idea that the curse of the Bambino versus the curse of the Billy Goat, those two franchises still cursed, playing in Fenway, playing in Wrigley, you know. People still liked Sammy. People still liked Manny, you know, Pedro, you know, all these players on the teams that would have been the single greatest world series matchup just for the story. Um, And of course we got Marlins Yankees, but uh, you know, of (laughs) course we had two epic collapses for both of those teams that I think gave both fan bases a little bit of, okay, just, just, you know, remember who you are. And when it finally did happen for both teams, the, that year made us made it much stronger, but I, you know, I'll always kind of be a little angry that we never got that an opportunity to see that specific matchup, and we were so close. I was at Cubs Marlins Game Seven. Oh God, where yeah. Kerry Wood homered. Kerry Wood homered. Alou homered. Loudest I've ever heard anything. And then my dad and I left in like the seventh eighth inning. Yeah. Well, well, look at you know when they were up. Uh, you know, when they were up those, you know, in the, in that series, you know, it would have been an Great absolute, the, just, you just would have, that's just a bet you would have given that they were going to win it. And by the way, right. If you're making any bets, we've got a brand new sponsor and that is fan duel. Guess what? We have the NFL playoffs are down to their final four. All my friends up in the Bay Area are thrilled that the 49ers are there. You've got the Eagles, and that's how they're pronounced, Eagles. And, of course, you got those newcomers, the Bengals and the Chiefs, to this whole thing. Oh, Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. But we're excited about our new sports betting partner, Locked On, because of the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that makes betting on sports fun, and easy. New customers can join today with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout at a same game parlay, which is French for bet. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So baseball fans, football fans, hockey fans, high life fans, 
Rollerball fans, Quidditch fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 free and free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We are here with the two promising prospects that were acquired in a midseason trade are now taking over Locked On Cubs. Sound off, Matt Cozy. Sound off, Sam Olber. They're both here. They're both ready to talk. And hey, enough of this yapping about the past. The Cubs, who put two sticks of dynamite and blew up the team that won the 2016 World Series. I thought they would keep one player, mm-hmm. the way the Giants kept Buster Posey and Brandon mm-hmm. Crawford around until, you know, to sort of remind fans, hey, I remember, I remember Brandon Belt. But um, Cubs didn't do that, and they traded away everybody that wasn't nailed down. Um, they've been pretty aggressive this off season. One of the yeah. late and 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 I'm not saying that they weren't in on Judge or they weren't on Rodon, but they are. They've been pretty active in adding players to this team. Tell me a little bit of your thoughts about the club and moving forward and what, I mean, look at, I still think it's St. Louis's division to win, but St. Louis could clearly take a step back. So could Milwaukee. This is possibly a winnable division. Well, tell me your thoughts on the team. Yeah. Um, You know, I thought, you know, we talked about on the show going into the off season, there was three boxes. They absolutely had to check in the off season to, to field a competitive team. And and a big part of it solely is the fans, the the fans demanding a competitive team, because I don't think the fans had enough patience to go through another three year rebuild. Like they did between the years of, of 20, you know, 2011, 12, 13, 14, whatever it was, uh, those three boxes were they had to get one of the shortstops, which they got in Dansby Swanson. They, they, they needed that defense up the middle. They needed a defensive-minded center fielder, somebody that could really go get it in center field because they have not had that since Dexter Fowler. They went and signed uh, Cody Bellinger to a one-year deal. Why a one-year deal? Well, you know, their, their top prospect is Pete Crow Armstrong, who is a, you know, maybe the best defensive center fielder in the minor leagues. And also, um, and also, you know, he didn't have – Bellinger didn't have the best – Right. season last year he, he'd gone from mvp to the bench to, no it's it's a project it, it's a so, it's a mutual and, deal yeah and it's it's sort of a it's take a flyer you know yeah. he may he he may sort of reach back and and just out of pride have a decent season sure um and you know the cubs get a year out of that and if they don't it's just a flyer for a year so i i i actually thought i was a little surprised it was the cubs who did that because there were so many other teams you know supposed smaller budget teams like Miami and Cleveland, uh, not to bring us back to 2000 and oh, actually, no, that'd be 97. They were both in it. Sorry. So it's in 2003, but, um, teams that could pitch that need a bat here or there. I thought he was, I right. thought he and Trey Mancini were great fits for teams like that, but the Cubs gobbled both of them up. Well, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I'll pass it over to Matt, but, but I think it, it was so much more of the, the defensive capabilities that, right. that the Cubs were looking for with him. And, it's interesting you 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 mentioned Miami and Cleveland because the Cubs really kind of 
did a really nice job this year spending, but they kind of spent like a small market team. Um, they were, you know, outside, outside of the Swanson deal, you know, on the margins, you know, Jamison Tyone was a sneaky, good pickup. Uh, that was my third box that they had to check was get another high end pitcher. Is he a high end guy? Does he miss bats? No. So that was kind of two and a half out of three. And then Matt, you want to talk about like the, the other, the, the marginal deals that they made? Yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic and excited for the season. I, I do think there was a chance to add some more impact pitching. Um, it was a little confusing to us as we've talked about on the show, you know, for as much pitching depth as they have, and even as much depth that they've now inherited or developed in their system, they're lacking a, a true ace. And I'd still like to right. do some homework this off season about how many teams have true aces. I think we may realize that it's actually not as many as we think, um, but I'm going to go through all 30 teams and, and check that out. Uh, so they have a lot of twos, a lot of threes, a lot of fours in their rotation, um, but they're going to try. They're going to try this pitching and defense model. You know, the offense has improved from last year. If you compare – what they're going to roll out on March 30th to, to the 2022 opening day. It's not even close. It's uh, much better this, this time around. Um, and a lot of these dudes might be here just this year. And uh, you know, as, as prospects graduate, we might get some deja vu about 15 or 16 in terms of, okay, here's this person that comes up. Uh, they contribute. We, and the Cubs take advantage of, of, of those first couple of years of, of their windows. And, and we'll see if magic can, can happen again, but definitely improved team. You know, I I've heard in the past, don't confuse activity with achievement, you know, seven new players plus drew smiley resigning eight signings is a lot, you know, that's, that's a third of your team. And, uh, uh, but, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, two quick things. First of all, I think the idea of, the ace pitchers slowly being phased out okay. by front offices because they're so expensive. And so why not just have people who will pitch five or six innings and pay them less money? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you, you know, you're seeing, you know, I don't think pitchers are any less tough or any less durable. They're just not being asked to pitch more than five or six innings. Right. You know, the yeah. It's idea, an interesting thought. Yeah. You know, that it's like, well, if, you know, uh, you know, the, when you think about who are the big aces that people are clamoring to, it's still Verlander. It's still Kershaw. It's mm-hmm. still Scherzer. I mean, who, who, who knew, who else is, you know, Alcantara, maybe, you right, know, Shane right. Bieber, maybe, but those are, those are the exceptions. Most teams are content with having someone give them five and a third innings, even if they're throwing a no hitter in the world series to be like, you know what? No, no, no. This is what where they go six. And then we bring out a parade of relievers. Um, I do miss, I love a badass ace. Pedro Martinez is my favorite pitcher of all time. Do I think that, you know, as athletes are getting bigger and stronger, suddenly pitchers are getting weaker? No, they're being, they're, they're not allowed because we're whispered that, you know, third time through the order, the teams have caught up with them. So let's go to our parade of relievers instead of the thrilling moment of, okay, let's see if they can, how can they get through that? And, where I find it frustrating as a fan, this isn't old man Sully. I love the bullpen. I love when you get good relievers in there. I just think there should be a 
middle ground. I love it when a good solid pitcher, you go six, seven innings, and then, you know, and if they go the last two nine, great, but, you know, or if you have a great closer, great. But, you know, I think that you see a lot of times, okay, now we're going to go to our parade of bullpen arms, but then if it goes into extra innings, it's like, oh, shoot, we've already burned through all of our extra, all of our best relievers, and then games are on the line with Joe Bag of Donuts up from the minors with a stupid runner on second base. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have pulled the guy when he had let up one base runner over six innings. You know, maybe you don't pull that guy. By the way, I have another, I have something I want to say. If a pitcher, if a manager relieves a pitcher when there's two outs and nobody on, that team loses a draft pick. That's, <laughs> that's how that's what we that you're talking about pace of play. Yeah. Two outs, nobody on, one seventy hitter coming up. Better bring the percentages. Nope, in, nope. In a, you in don't get the pick run, in the first round. In a four run game. Yeah. You don't round. get the pick in the first round. That's yeah. it. Um and uh, you know, and I think I, I want to ask you because you obviously you follow the, the, the Cubs a lot closer than I do. Are there any player from the recent big fire sales that they've had of their of their key players, you know, whether it was Bryant or Baez or Rizzo or whomever it was, Schwarber? Yeah. Are there any prospects who came in from those trades who are suddenly becoming uh, a possible cornerstone to the team, or have they all been, you know, the Matt Laportas of the world? No, um, they really, they really did a great job um, so far um, with those deals. So, so PCA Pete Crow Armstrong is their current number one prospect. He's, a top 30, 35 prospect right now, uh, you know, around baseball. I expect him to, to go higher. They got him in a one for one deal with Javi Baez. Uh, that was probably their strongest return. Um, they feel very good about uh, Kevin Alcantara, who, who is, uh, what is he, Matt, number two right now, the number mm-hmm. two prospect or number three or date with Davis. Um, <clears throat> they got him in the Anthony Rizzo deal. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some other ones, Alexander Canario, who, we're very high on who could see some time at the end of this year. They got him for Bryant. I think most Cub fans, Sully, feel pretty good. I think everybody thought it was time to move on from those guys. I think a lot of people agree with you that they would have liked to seen him keep one um, just, just because. Um, and I think Jed Hoyer would tell you he tried to keep one, but the extension and the extensions he offered these guys were actually above market value for what they eventually took. Uh, but the deals that they made at the deadline in 2021, I think most knowledgeable Cub fans are pretty uh, excited about and feel good about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Well, th- first of all, uh, I want to just thank everyone for making Locked On MLB your first listen every day. Obviously, make your second listen be Locked On Cubs. Uh, but your third listen, have that be locked on MLB prospects. You get to hear about some of these players that the Cubs got in the 2021 fire sale. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, we're here with Sam Olber, with Matt Cozy, both of Locked On Cubs. I am going to hand the reins over to you for the final segment here because I understand – you have something else in mind. Okay, I'll take us home. This is Cubs trivia. And I uh, I have no tabs open. I have no, no tabs no, open no, right now. No, no. All right, so here's here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try some some trivia. I know Sully 
uh, has mentioned uh, playing a trivia game with the lockdown host. I, I wanted to take him up uh, on that offer. So um, we have a category that we're going to start off with. We're going to have five questions for Sully uh, for, from Lockdown MLB and then our own Sam Olber. Uh, five questions for him. And then we're going to go kind of category by category, uh, but we're going to try to establish that cushion of points. What is this? Uh, with- is this game going to end by, you know, midnight central or? Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be origins and history uh, sure. first. And uh, Sully uh, is going to bat lead off here uh, as we get started. Okay. Are you Kenny guys Lofton. ready? I'm Penny Lofton here. Okay. Got it. Okay. Very good. Which name has the Cubs franchise not gone by in its history? Is it A, White Stockings, B, Orphans, C, Cats, or D, Colts? I would say D. D, Colts is incorrect. It's actually C, Cats. All right. I knew the Orphans and the White Stockings, but the other two I was taking a guess. I was waiting. Sam, did you know that one? I, I was going to say cats, but I was with Sully. I, I knew it wasn't, you know, the first two. That's a good okay. question, Matthew. I was waiting well, to say uh, whales. So. A couple more. Let's try to build a, a points right. cushion, Sully. And what year did the Cubs franchise make their debut in the National League? Was it A, 1901, B, 1870, C, 1876, or D, 1945? It's either, <laughs> it's either it's either B or C. Well, it's not D. Obviously, it's not D, and it's obviously not A. Um, so it's it's it was. Tell me the two years again. The uh, so B is eighteen seventy, and C is eighteen seventy six. Sully, I'm gonna say eighteen seventy six. Oh, that's gonna be right. Sully's on the board with uh, one point. Now we're uh, origins and insurmountable history. lead. Okay. Who was the last Cubs pitcher to throw a perfect game? Ooh. Was it A, Alec Mills, <laughs> B, Kerry Wood, C, Milt Pappas, or D, no Cubs pitcher? Has I know it wasn't game. Milt Pappas because there was an error that was called that Milt Pappas was furious about. Yeah, it was. Or no, it was a walk. No, it would have yeah, been ball four. Been called strike it three. It should have been four. called strike three. Yeah. I would say no one's ever pitched a perfect game with the Cubs. I know that's it wasn't right. Alec Mills. That's correct. And I know correct. Kerry Wood never did, so that'd be nobody. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's two points for Sully. He has two well questions done. left. Well Before done. Wrigley Field was built, where did the Cubs play? A, Hilltop Park, B, no, West Side Grounds, no. C, Scheib Park, or D, Comiskey Park? Uh, well, it, 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 it was not Hilltop. It was not Comiskey. And so we, we could tell me the two in the middle. So it's either B, West Side Grounds, or C, Shy Park. Oh, West Side Grounds. Oh, you're right. Shy Park is where the A's played. Okay, Man, very good. Matt, I, I don't know a lot of these answers. I actually was – I went to the site of Shy Park over this – I did a similar video about going to Shy Park over the Oh, over that's the awesome. Yay. All right, final question for Sully. Mm-hmm. The Cubs – Shared Wrigley Field with the NFL Chicago Bears for 50 years. True or false? True. Okay. All right. Well, that's I mean that's a that's a cupcake. Well, I don't know his level of trivia with the North Side. Gail Sayers was running around Wrigley Field like the Kansas Comet. <laughs> so that's four points for Sully. Are you ready, Sam? 
I don't think so, no. All right, sounds good. What was Wrigley Field originally named? A, Chicago Field, B, Cubs Field, I know C, this one. Cubs Park, or D, Wiegman Park? D. Okay, Wigman. that's correct. It was made for the Chicago Whales of the Federal League. Okay, there you go. No bonus that's... point. No bonus point. Who threw the Cubs' very first no-hitter in 1880? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Was it A, King Kelly, B, Tom Poorman, C, Fred Goldsmith, or D, Larry Corcoran? Oh, I thought it would be three-fingered. Oh. I've never heard Brown. of any of those guys. Uh, can you I repeat? a little bad. Can you repeat the answers? King Kelly? Tom Poorman, Fred Goldsmith, or Larry Corcoran? We really went back into the vault on this one. I, I, I'll say Larry Corcoran. You're right. Two points for you. That's a 25% guess. That's crazy. What was the name of the Cubs official magazine that was around for more than 30 years before shutting down in 2018? Hustle. Was it A, Wrigley Weekly, B, Cubs Central, C, Vine Line, or D, Cubs Monthly? Vine Line. Uh, that's correct. Uh, three questions down. All right, two to go. Who suggested planting ivy on the outfield walls of Ooh. Wrigley Field to make the stadium better resemble a park? Was yeah. it A, Team President Bill Veck, B, Babe Ruth after visiting Wrigley for the first time, C, manager Charlie Grimm, or D, the uh, Illinois governor at the time, Henry Horner? You know this one, Sully? It's C or D, I think. Um, uh, I'll say C. Okay, C, manager Charlie Grimm is incorrect. It's team yeah. president Bill Vex. Vex, 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 Vex said it. Vex said it. Vex said it. I thought you were going to throw it to me to, for a steal. It was Bill Vex oh. said it. Oh, not yet. We're going to do that the next round. Okay, so we're final so one I'm... for Sam. He can yeah. tie his cushion here uh, if he gets this right. Yeah, I should have got that. That was a bad miss. How many World Series championships have the Cubs won? A2, B3, C4, or D5? Okay, um, I know. So, oh eight, obviously sixteen, and then the question is: Was there one more or two more before that? I think they won in oh six. Um, or seven. I'll say. I'll say three World Series. That's correct. That's correct. But they did win oh six. They won oh seven. Oh seven. Oh seven. They yeah. lost oh six to the White Sox. That's right. Okay. That's right. Great show content here as uh, we're both tied at four. And for the remainder of the game, you're wow, going to tough. say you're going to say your name if you know it. Great right. questions, okay. Matt. So you're going to say your name. Wait. What do, you, what do you mean? So if I know the answer, I just say Olber. You say well. I guess you could say your last name. Or yeah. Sam. You just say so. I say Sam. Right. It's, so it's like a your name's your yeah. buzzer. Yes. Yes. Your name's your. And buzzer. if I if I buzz it, I say Sam. Okay. Okay. Since Sully is the guest here, uh, would you like to choose? Uh, we have three categories. Ready? Statistically speaking, Hollywood or miscellaneous. I would say Hollywood. Gotta be eager to hear what the hell that has to what that is. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Prior to the Cubs winning, uh, oh, let me restart. Excuse Jeez. me. <laughs> Prior to the Cubs actually winning the World Series, which movie featured the Cubs winning the World Series? 
that was would, it a if, fever pitch oh sorry b rookie of the year sully. c back to the future part two sully. or d ferris bueller's day off well, sully. hold on sully. Well, okay it was the feature would be rookie of the year but it was mentioned in back to the future part two it was mentioned in back to the future part two right but it yeah. was also the the kid has a World Series ring at the end of Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So just a quick question. So Obviously, I I two of them are mentioned there. I knew that answer. When when is it app- appropriate to say your name? Do you have to finish the question or? Oh, sorry. That's no, a good no. Well, I that's, just said, I just you, if you feel like you know it, you could say your name. No, but like if you say my question is if I say my name before you say the answers, do you still get the answers? No. Got it. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. All right. That was an easy one. All right. All that's, right. That's Sully's up five to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sully, go ahead and pick. Uh, statistically speaking, Hollywood or miscellaneous? Let's do Hollywood. Okay. The Cubs Cardinals rivalry is a geographical stamp in which Netflix show? A. Stranger Things. B. Ozark. C. Orange is the New Black. Or D. That 90s show. Uh, Sully, go ahead. I have no Ozark. idea. Ozark is correct. I I've never seen one of those shows. Uh, so Ozark it's... Ozark was great until the final season. The final season they fell apart, but the first couple of seasons were great. What would you like to go with here? Let's run the table with Hollywood and see what else you got here. David gonna... Ross was the first MLB contested on which show? Sam. Sam. Dancing with the Stars. That's correct. Uh, Sully leads six to five. What category would you like, Sam? Uh, I'll do statistically speaking. Okay. Sammy Sosa holds the Cubs franchise record for the most home runs. How many did Sosa hit? A, 601, B, 545, C, 555, or D, 501? Sam. Sam. Uh, 545. That's correct. And it's now six to six. Would you like to stay in this category? Yes, please. Uh, Which uh, yes, pitcher pl- yes, please, holds Alex. the franchise record for career ERA at 1.80? Jake Arietta, Hippo Vaughn, Fergie Jenkins, or Mordecai Three Finger Brown? Sam. Sully. Sam. Now, can I? Is it? Did you say career ERA? Yes. Uh, Mordecai Three Finger Brown. That's correct. It's seven to gotta, six, Sam, gotta, and he controls I, the board. I got to be quicker. I got to be quicker. Stati- uh, statistically speaking, which player holds the franchise record for career runs batted in with one thousand eight hundred and seventy nine? Was it A. Cap Anson, B. Sammy Sosa, C. Ernie Banks, or D. Ryan Sandberg? Sam. Sam. Can you can, can I just get those answers one more time, or is that not allowed? Because yeah, that's but, fine. If that's fine, uh, if it's not allowed. Cap Anson, Sammy Sosa, Ernie Banks, or Ryan Sandberg? You got to answer now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Ernie Banks. Okay. Uh, that's incorrect. Sully, would you like to steal that? Cap Anson. Yeah, it's Cap that's Anson. correct. Yeah, I knew. Gosh darn it. I knew it's it seven to seven. Good. Sully, you control the board. I want to see what you got. Let's see what miscellaneous has to tell us. I should have miscellaneous. Which college did the Cubs draft first baseman Mark Grace from in 1985? Uh, Sully. Sully. He has to to answer it. Uh, It's Arizona State. That's incorrect. A, San Diego State, B, North Carolina, C, Vanderbilt, or D, Kansas State, Sam, if you want to steal. I know it's not Vanderbilt. 
Um, can I get the choices one more time? Uh, a, San Diego State. B, North Carolina. C, Vanderbilt. D, Kansas I'll say State. A, San Diego State. That's correct. Okay, it's eight seven. This is going really well. Uh, if I this do is say incredible. So Sam, you control the board. How do you, I could just pick any category again? Yeah, I'll say statistically speaking again. Okay, let's go back. I, I have five I questions that. in each category. So, okay, great. Um, at some point, we will eventually have to have dinner with more. my family. But it's, yeah. you know. which player holds the single season record for hits with two hundred and twenty nine? A, Sammy Sosa, B, Starlin Castro, C, Rogers Hornsby, or D, Hack Wilson? Sam. Yeah, Sully. Sam. I'm going to say Rogers Hornsby. That's correct. Damn it. So it's nine to seven. Sam I'm controls getting, the board. I'm getting my butt kicked here. Should we, should we, should we, I don't, we could cap it soon because I'm starting to get tired. Uh, Do you want to so, make it like a pickup game, first to 11? Is that work, Sully? Sure. All right, it's nine he, seven. He wants, Sam. To, he wants to eat. He's hungry. Uh, uh, yeah. Statistically speaking, again, please. Okay, this is the last one of that category. Who is the most intentionally walked Cub of all time? Sam. Okay. okay. It's got to be Sammy Sosa. Incorrect. Sully, you could steal a Sammy Sosa, B Ernie Banks, C Billy Williams, or D Derek Lee. Oh, I'm gonna say Billy Williams. Incorrect. That's it was Derek Ernie Lee, Banks. Jeez, really? Sam, they, you control I, the board. I didn't know they intentionally walked people that back then that much. Yeah. Um, I don't know, whatever. Hollywood or miscellaneous? Miscellaneous. Hollywood's not for me. In the 43rd round of the 2009 MLB draft, the Cubs selected this current NFL quarterback. Sam, Jeff Samarja. Incorrect. Oh, wait. No, Incorrect. No. Was it A, Sully Lamar Jackson? B, Jared Goff, C, Matt Stafford, or D, Russell Wilson? Nah, I messed up. I couldn't tell you anything about any four of those names. I'll say Russell Wilson. That's correct. I messed That's it up. Nine I thought you were to eight, we're playing to 11. It's nine, eight, or 10, eight? It's 10. I thought I had 10. No, it's nine. I have nine here. Oh, oh boy. Jeff Marshall was n- wrong. Nine, yeah. eight, Sully, <laughs> do you want another miscellaneous? Okay, no, give me, what do we have? Do we have anything left in Hollywood? We have uh, two questions left. I thought he was going to say Notre Dame quarterback. I got too excited. After the Cubs won the 2016 World Series, three players made a guest appearance on Saturday Night Live with this SNL alum who was also a Cubs fan. Sam? No, I I paused myself. Okay. I thought you were going to say which three players. Okay. Why don't you finish the question? Hey, Vince Vaughn. B, Bill Murray, C, Jeff Garland, or D, Brian Cranston? Sully. Sully. Bill Murray. That's correct. It's That's nine to Bill nine. Uh, we're playing to 11. I could close out Hollywood. Yeah, this is yeah, I'm in trouble. I'm in this trouble. singer is a diehard Cubs fan who wrote the song, Someday We'll Go All the Way. Is it A, Eddie Vedder? B, Sam. Ozzie, that- Sam. Eddie Vedder. That's correct. <laughs> Okay, game point for Sam as we go to uh, – we have three more miscellaneous questions. This is working out uh, real well. Uh, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah, nervous. In 2012, the Cubs traded this pitcher for a return that included Kyle Hendricks. Was it A, Matt Garza, Sam. B, Jason Hamill, Sam? Matt Garza. 
Incorrect. Oh, okay. C, Ryan Dempster, or D, Carlos Marmol, Sully? Uh, Ryan Dempster. That's Ryan correct. Dempster. It's 10 it was to 10. Was this is unbelievable. Dempster. Yeah, it was Garza or Dempster. One point to go, and there's two possible questions left. Are you guys ready? Yep. In July 2006, the Cubs traded this player to the Dodgers and received shortstop Cesar as tourists. In return, was it A, Juan Pierre, B, Mark DeRosa, C, Greg Maddox, or D, Michael Barrett? Sam. Really? Sam. We know it's 50-50. It's either, it's either Juan Pierre Three, or Michael Barrett. Juan Pierre. One. Incorrect. Read them again for me, please. Okay. Uh, Juan Pierre. Wait, why, do, I, why was I at a timer? Greg Maddox or Michael Barrett? Michael Three. Barrett. Uh, incorrect. Oh, this is unbelievable. Yeah. The answer was Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox. Yeah. I didn't and think he folks, was traded. I didn't think he was traded in midseason. Oh, okay. And folks, folks, uh, this is literally the last question with one point to go. <laughs> okay, I don't have a tiebreaker question, uh, so not not sure if if someone gets this uh, not correct, what we're gonna do, but I'll figure it out. In December 2006, Ugh. former Cubs general manager Jim Hendry, while hooked up to an EKG machine, completed the signing of this pitcher. Was it A, Ted Lilly, B, Jason Marquis, C, Carlos Silva, or D, Greg Maddox? Sully. Sam. Oh, Sully. Uh, Ted Lilly. That's correct. I was going to say Lily too. And it's 11-10. Did he really get get before me on that one? Yes, we could check the tape, but I heard his voice first. It was Uh, either Lily or Marquis. What a great time this was by all. Thanks, everybody, for participating, and thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. We're host. Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Locked on MLB podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your shows. For Paul Francis Sullivan, they call him Sully. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy, and this has been a crossover edition of Locked on Cubs and Locked on MLB.